Okay, let's get into today's lesson. Today's lesson, we are going to cover, this is one um, that you have received, but I'm going to spend a little time here just digging into the details of it uh, and talking about it live because uh, some of us, we learn better when we're in person, in real time, having a conversation than if we're watching a video, right? Some of you guys can relate to that, right? I'm very aware of that's just a way that some people learn. Um, and then we're going to talk about in today's fuel, how we deal with, with that, uh, that whole concept. But anyways, coming back here, there is four scenarios. We're going to reiterate uh, managed services this morning because it is the heartbeat of our program. So there's four scenarios we deal with when we collide with a new customer opportunity, not just with managed services, right? Um, but any service, right? It could be that these scenarios could apply to each one of the silos of IT in some form or fashion, but managed services com, uh, specifically is what we're going to focus on. So what is the first scenario that we could deal with in regards to a business when we talk to the customer and we ask the question, how is your IT services managed? All right. What's option number one? Or scenario number one. In-house. In okay, so part of making a great first impression and compelling a customer to move from stage one or phase one to phase two in the audit process is instantly, instantaneously knowing when they give you an answer, how you're going to pivot. So when we hear this answer, our IT is done in-house, where do we instantly, where should our minds instantly go? Are we going to sell them a fully outsourced solution if their IT is in-house today? Yep. Who wants to take a stab at that question? No, because uh, the, the fear that you'd, you'd come in and take over. We had that experience, Mike and I did, where we actually had that, they actually had somebody come in and try to go around them to basically get them fired an MSP did. So we had to pivot to either a hybrid or a, a virtual CIO or a virtual yeah, CIO as a partner to what they're currently doing, basically to gain their, their trust. Okay. So first, first thing we have to do when we have this conversation with the customer, we have to understand what our products and services are that we could potentially sell them in regards to this conversation, right? So what John just uh, said there, right, is we're not going to sell them a fully outsourced solution, right? We have to pivot to a hybrid or a virtual CIO solution, which is our tier two, tier three managed service solution because they don't want to be displaced. So what assumption did John just make right there when he said that? Anybody? What was the assumption when he said they don't want to be replaced? What did he assume when he made that statement? Well, first that they know everything there is to know about IT, right? And, and I think the other assumption is, is that 
they never need any extra help uh, or they, they believe they never need any extra help so that there's for us an opportunity to offer, you know, uh, you know, a CIO on a, on a limited basis to give them guidance and help them plan projects and so on. Okay. So if they don't want to replace, that means that we are talking to, are we talking to the owner or the CFO? Is the owner or the CFO worried about being replaced? No. Who are we talking to here in this uh, this uh, hypothetical conversation? IT director. Yeah, IT director. IT director, IT manager, or even CTO, right? CIO, right? Depending on the size of the company, the stability of this uh, CTO, CIO's um, position there at the company, right? Even they could feel intimidated. Even though they're executive of the company, they probably got some stock options or some equity shares. They may even sit on the cap table. Depending on how solid of a job they are doing and how solid the company is, these people could even feel, these executives could even feel intimidated by you and your conversation. So it's our job to know exactly who we're talking to and to not make them feel threatened because they don't know what yet. They don't know who we are. They don't know our purpose. They don't know our value proposition of how we can actually complement them to make their world dramatically better than what it is today. We haven't got to that point in the conversation yet. And we want to make an absolute great first impression. So you have to be able to sense it, right? You have to be able to sense it. Okay. So Scenario number one, it's in-house, right? What's scenario number two? They've got a hybrid model. Hybrid model, which is what? You know, they might- In-house and outsource. They might, you know, manage their routers and switches, but their Office 365 is managed by somebody else. Exactly. So they've got an in-house IT team that probably specializes in some type of ERP or custom software solution that they need in order to run their business. And those people need to focus on that and keeping the business functional and operational at maximum efficiency. And they don't have time for Office 365 uh, trouble tickets or help desk or whatever else that you know, 100, 200 employees may get themselves into from a technology perspective. So they say, hey, outsourced MSP, take care of all that stuff. We're too busy. That's that scenario, right? Okay. In that scenario where it's a hybrid model, is that a good opportunity for us to sell our managed service providers? What do you guys think? Yes. Offloads, you know, that some of the day-to-day -day that they need to do so they can focus on revenue generating business. So if they already have someone, third party, that they're outsourcing help desk, Office 365, things like that too, right? Where does your mind instantly go to in scenario number two? Like what's the next words that come out of your mouth when you ask the question, 
hey, Mr. Customer, how's your, manage, how's your IT services managed today? And they say, oh, we have some people in-house and we have a third party that we outsource some stuff to. What's the next question? Are you happy with the uh, MSP services you have right now? Beautiful. Okay, so check this out. How we do what we do. What does the customer agree to right, in this conversation already? They've agreed to an audit. So what is that agreeing to an audit doing? It's giving permission, giving permission for us to ask questions about what they have and what they're doing today. So if they have a hybrid model where it's in-house and it's outsourced, Mr. Customer, the way that we audit existing managed services is, we simply ask the question, are you happy with the way that your third party is providing you with their professional services to oversee the responsibilities that you have delegated to them? And the way that we answer that question is we rate them on a scale of one to five. So a one is the worst rating you can have. Okay, they're, they're basically garbage and they need to be taken out to the dumpster. Two, they're okay. All right, they're just okay. Three, they're good. They're good enough. They're getting the job done, right? You're not extremely happy with them, but you're not dissatisfied either. Four, they're doing a great job and you really are glad they're a part of your team. Five, they're exceptional and you couldn't imagine life without them. So Mr. Customer, on a scale of one to five, how would you rate your current outsourced managed service provider? Well, Scott, I hate them. They never respond. They're three days late. Um, I'm going to give them a negative two on your scale of one to five. What did you just get? What, what was that answer? What's that call? That is a buying sign. That is a buying sign. The customer hates the company that they're outsourcing their managed service to. Would you have got that answer if you didn't frame up the question in a way that they could answer it with the, the rating of one to five. Would they, have, would they have expressed that level of discontent with their existing service provider? No. They probably wouldn't have came out and said that, would they? No. But now we have gave them a rating system for them to say, you know what? These guys suck. On your rating scale, they don't even make the scale. Well, Mr. Customer, anytime a customer says anything negative about an existing service provider, you know what my follow-up phrase is? Mr. Customer, that's exactly why I'm here. Mr. Customer, that's exactly why I'm here. Mr. Customer, that's exactly why Blue Equinox exists. If you have a problem with your existing service provider, guess what? It is our job to replace them with a four to five star Google review provider that we have handpicked and vetted to level up the customer experience in a way that you have never dreamed of. So let's keep going, right? And you continue going through the phase one questionnaire. And by the end of it, the customer sees so much value in you as a consultant, you have impulsed them, compelled them, to want to move forward with you because they're so excited about the experience that you're promising them. 
great salespeople tell amazing stories. They're dynamic and they're entertaining and they make great promises. How many people, how many customers you ever talked to that says, yeah, I did business with this guy and the service was absolutely garbage and he disappeared. I couldn't get a hold of him ever again. You guys ever heard that before as, as salespeople? Yeah. Every single one of us have heard that. Well, guess what? That guy made promises that he couldn't deliver on. He couldn't back up, nor did he care because now he's disappeared off the face of the planet. What makes us different? What makes us different here at Blue Equinox than that guy who they couldn't ever get a hold of again? Who knows the answer to that question? Our, su our support structure. Our support one, structure. You know, one, we're not going anywhere. One, we're not going anywhere. Right? Why are we not going anywhere, John? Why are you Why are you going to not sell this deal and then not give a shit about it after you sell it? Why? Because well, there's equity in it. And there's, there's value, long-term value in the relationship. If you sell a customer IT services and you lie to them, you make promises that we can't deliver on and it installs and they have a, a shitty experience and then, right, um, they can't get a hold of you and the support is garbage after the fact, are they going to return that contract that pays you residual income? Nope. Nope. And that's gonna kill your what? when that residual stops? What do you lose when your residual stops? Even that. Equity. What's, what, what, Luke? Equity. Equity. You wanna build a business worth five to $10 million over the course of the next five to 10 years? You gotta maintain the residual. And that means that you tell dynamic and entertaining stories and you make great promises and then we do them. We deliver on the great promises. And the customers love you. Guess what happened to me yesterday at 4 a.m.? 4 a.m. I got a phone call from the chief financial officer of Bowers Automotive Group. They have 13 car dealerships in co-location in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, and they've had service with me for 15 years. And the CFO knows that he can call me 24-7-365. And yesterday, he had to take me up on that because their hardware in the data center basically quit working. So literally, phone rang, answered the phone call. Within 15 minutes, the tech in the data center was replacing the hardware with the spare that they had there. And they were back up at all 13 car dealerships around the Southeast United States. What provider do you know that can respond and act that quickly? Not very many, right? Not very many. Think about the money. Think about the number of employees. They have 400 employees. The potential money that they were about to lose if that would have drug on. Reynolds and Reynolds is the provider they use um, to manage their car dealerships. If that would have dragged on to 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 o'clock for 13 car dealerships and 400 employees, you can see the financial impact that, that could have had on them. Well, that very easily could have been the case, right? If they would have had their services with a provider that made 
promises that they couldn't deliver on, and then they didn't have the proper support in place. But because we do, well, that's the reason we've had their business for 15 years. That experience right there, gentlemen, is what people become to know here at Blue Equinox, and it's why they stay. Because there's always going to be someone coming along and selling the same widget at a better price. Because people are they are willing to do what they have to do to win the business. So they'll always be willing to lower the price if that's what it comes down to. Very few companies right, have a standard of saying, okay, that's the floor. We can't go below it. You get what you pay for it. Like you have to acknowledge the value and be willing to pay for the value. And these guys are. Their car dealerships are like 60 margin deals for the operating provider because they love the value. Okay, scenario number three. What is scenario number three? Fully managed. Fully outsourced. Okay, this year, same thing, right? What's our next question? Mr. Customer, when we come in, into contact with the customer that has a fully outsourced solution, right? Part of our audit process is to rate that experience that you're having with that provider. So, on a scale of one to five, one being garbage, they need to be taken out to the dumpster, two being that they're doing an okay job, but it's, it's not good enough, right? Three, they're, they're good, right? Which is good enough getting the job done. Uh, so it hadn't been a, a major priority of yours to replace them. Or four, they're doing a great job, right? And you're very happy with their services. Five, they're exceptional. You couldn't imagine life without them. If a customer tells you five, if a customer tells you five in this scenario, is there an opportunity to sell managed services? Probably not. There is, but the chances of you displacing that managed service provider, right, just off of bringing in another provider that's doing what they're doing are slim to none. What do you have to do in this scenario number three when it's fully outsourced and they say it's a four or a five rating? Figure out where their gaps are. Yeah, show value in the where the gaps are. Mr. Customer, that's great to hear that you give your uh, MSP a five-star rating and that you've been doing business with them for 10 years. We truly are happy that that's the scenario that you're in right now. During our audit, here's what we're going to do. We're going to inspect what is expected of your current five-star rating of your MSP, right? We're gonna evaluate whether or not they went through the process to become cybersecurity certified. Have they made the transition to become a managed security service provider so that as technology evolves and changes and the world becomes a digital uh, landscape of how we all do business, have they made that transition? Have they baked the latest and greatest cloud solutions into their portfolio so that they can deliver the services and the experience that you need all in a single point of contact? So, Mr. Customer, when's the last time that your MSP talked about cybersecurity solutions with you? Has that been in the last 90, 180 days, 12 months? Okay, 180 days. What do they talk about uh, with you in regards to cybersecurity? 
are they doing employee awareness where 70% of cybersecurity attacks happen within companies because of employee negligence? Do you know if they've integrated the applications onto each machine that will literally test your employees, right? On a random basis to ensure that they're not falling for spear phishing attacks. Are they sitting down and doing quarterly or, or semi-annual or annual training with your employees to make sure that they're leveling up their knowledge on what the latest and greatest cybersecurity attacks are? When's the last time that took place? This is where you start to show the gaps. But if you don't know the products and services well enough to talk about these things, are you going to be able to expose the current four and five-star rating MSP? No, you're not. Because you don't have the knowledge. Because you don't have the knowledge. So how do you get the knowledge? You consume the content. You make yourself aware of what are the cybersecurity applications that a business should be using, that a managed service provider should be recommending, that they should have on their paper, right? What is a SOC right, as a service, a security operations center? What is endpoint management? What is password vault protection? What are those things? Mr. Customer, is your current four or five star MSP, have they implemented services and solutions in your business? Oh, they haven't? Okay. Well, that just means we need to take a deeper dive look at them and that. So we'll put that on the list. Because you gave them a four or five star rating, we're going to color code them, right? Um, yellow for managed services, but we're going to color code your cybersecurity red. And what that may do is it may turn your managed services red by the time we're done. Because just because you like someone, they respond quickly and you like them, doesn't make them five stars. The ability to protect your business and to proactively position you to stay relevant and competitive in your marketplace doing what you do, that's what it is. This is not a personal friendship. And I know that's hard to, to imagine sometimes for people because you, you become to, to know and to like people that you do business with. Bottom line is they have to stay relevant. And if they're not doing that, well, we wanna make sure you, you get educated and informed of that so that you can make the decisions you need to, to run your business appropriately. <clears throat> can you guys hear me okay? It looks like my internet's lagging a little bit. I can hear you fine. It's just your uh, screen's blank. You just can't see it. Went, it went your, blank. your video is blank. Your, we can see your, we can still see your screen. Okay. Call global. <laughs> Looks like you need some redundancy there. We know some people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let me kill my uh, my applications, my web screens. Actually. Your video is back now. Yeah, you're good now. Um. Okay. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. Okay. And then we have scenario number four, which is. What? What's scenario number four? Nothing in place. What? You have nothing in place. Nothing in place. What's your next response? Customer has 10 to 15 employees. 
They have nothing in place for IT because nothing ever breaks. There's no reason to. It's break fix. Like, what's your next response? That's exactly why I'm here. What do you mean, Andrew? Why are you here? We're going to help you put in the place to make sure that you don't have any risk, liability, or exposure, and that you have someone to call so that they have a proactive solution in place. This is where if you meet a company that has nothing in place, they're just being cheap. What's the analogies? You instantly go to analogies, right? Once you say what Andrew said, hey, Mr. Customer, that's exactly why we're here, right? So that we can shore up the risk, liabilities, and exposure that you have because you have nothing in place. If you have nothing in place as a managed service provider, that means you probably have nothing in place from a cybersecurity perspective. You have no uh, contingency plan for when really bad things happen to your business. What is the contingency plan for when plan for when really bad things happen to your business? Who knows the answer to that? Bankruptcy. <laughs> no. They just they just scramble. They get on the Google, they Google a local provider. What is our contingency plan that we're going to provide them? Someone to call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Which is who? Project manager. <laughs> Their MSP that we're going to provide you. Jump manager. Our MSP. Our MSP is the contingency plan for when really bad things happen in your business. If your computer screen goes blue, the blue screen of death, right? Or you get a Word document open on your, your screen and you start to see the words, your computer has been compromised. I now own all of your data in all of your company. If you were looking at your computer and you saw that happen and you weren't typing on the screen, that's probably gonna cause some concern in your life right away, right? What's your contingency plan, Mr. Customer, when that happens? Managed services, having professionals that you can call and that are proactively overseeing the applications and how you run the technology in your business, that is insurance. That is insurance so that you have that contingency plan when something actually does happen. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna show you some options. We've got three tiers of managed services for you to consider, okay? At the very least, you're gonna need this point of contact they can give you consultation, they can do some projects for you, probably put some applications on your network and your computers to protect you, right, from some of these things happening. So you're probably gonna land in a tier two solution with our managed service provider, right? You don't have to fully outsource and to have them proactively doing everything for you if you've been able to manage uh, on your own, but there is some things that you can't do that you need to purchase in order to be managing your business appropriately. So that is the response for one, two, three, four, right? As soon as you hear how their managed services is being ran today, you have your instantaneous go-to. Now what that does is it makes you sound like a professional IT consultant who's been around the block. You've seen this before, you know what you're doing. And now the customer can start to trust you 
and lean on you to guide them through the process. So when you say at the end of the phase one conversation, so Mr. Customer, what I see here from what uh, we spoke about today is you need to have a conversation with one of our hand-picked vetted managed services providers around one of the three tiers of managed services to give you the options in comparison to what you're doing today. So we'll start there. We'll then bring in the cybersecurity sales engineer to talk about, don't say sales to a customer in a tier one. You'll bring in the cybersecurity engineer to have a conversation around the applications that make the most sense for your business in your industry, right? Where they may have regulations or may not, right? We'll have that conversation. And then we'll look at your cloud, how you're backing up and what your DR solution is if something catastrophic were to happen. And then the commodity services, voice and data. So now we've got five vendors coming to the conversation. And last thing is wireless and IoT, right? What are you doing for wireless and if the internet of things to capitalize on emerging technologies? Where is AI, BI, machine learning, right? Becoming applicable to how you manage your business. How are you extracting data to analytically run your company more efficient. So, Mr. Customer, I'm gonna bring six, seven, maybe eight guys to this conversation because I see a lot of pain. I see a lot of brokenness that before we started this conversation, you probably didn't even think you had. But I see it crystal clear. So I need you to block out 90 minutes of your time and we're gonna orchestrate this like a perfect symphony. These people are gonna come into this conversation, they're gonna instantaneously know where you're at in regards to their technology because I'm gonna give them an update. I'm gonna send them a fact sheet. I'm gonna share with them the heat map that's coming together in my mind so that after this next conversation, I can confirm that with the experts that that is where you are and then I can start to build the solutions that I then will go over with you a good, better, best option for you to consider, along with the heat map and the roadmap. And if you like what you see, well, that's where Blue Equinox's value comes into play because we will project manage and account manage those services for as long as you exist, all 100% free. And that's how we got to where we're at over the last 15 years. So I've enjoyed today's conversation and I look forward to this phase two conversation where we start to take a deeper dive into each one of these technologies. And that's how it's done, gentlemen. That's how we get the customer. We position the customer. And when you guys come to Laguna for your three-day immersion experience, we're going to literally hone in on that conversation and that positioning. And we're going to have repetition, 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 repetition over and over and over to where we all are such such dynamic and entertaining storytellers that make great promises and position ourselves to be the advocate for this customer that they've always dreamed of having. Because that's what's going to get you the business. That's what's going to progress it, get you the marketing dollars, get you the spiffs, the residuals, the equity, and win the deals. Okay, so that is our lesson today on the four scenarios. I hope this was a deeper conversation than what you've received in training for you guys that have been through this before and watched the video and helped you understand right how to really impulse and compel the customer with your next question and how you position the rating system to get the, the real feelings on 
um, where they're at with their with their existing setup today.